Welcome to Health Matters at Sargent College. The mission of Sargent College is to advance, preserve, disseminate, and apply knowledge in the health and rehabilitation sciences. BU's Sargent College strives to create an environment that fosters critical and innovative thinking to best serve the healthcare needs of society. Each episode of Health Matters at Sargent College will include faculty, students, or alumni who will share their knowledge with you. I'm Karen Jacobs, the Associate Dean of Digital Learning and Innovation at Sargent College, and I'll be your moderator for each episode. Welcome to this episode of Health Matters at BU Sargent College. Today, we have Grace as our guest. And Grace, you're across the country from, from Boston. You're out in California. Could you just give us a little bit of background about yourself and let us know where you are right now? Yes. Hi, Karen. Thank you so much for the opportunity and privilege to be on this podcast. And Thank you for sharing your voice and this platform. I was born and raised in the Bay Area of California, which is where I'm joining in from today. And my family moved to India when I was in middle school, which is where I did my bachelor's in occupational therapy from. I recently graduated from the post-professional OTD program at BU. Well, congratulations, doctor, and you are uh, Boston University Terrier. We love that. Thank you. Grace, you've been an occupational therapist for how long? So I have been an occupational therapist for five years now. And what has been your practice area? I spent one year working in a hospital setting for outpatient adult rehabilitation and one year working in the pediatric setting of the same hospital. After that, I went to a nonprofit organization that focuses on community-based pediatric rehabilitation in rural India. So that's a beautiful segue into some questions that I'm going to ask you. Again, congratulations on graduating with your post-professional OTD degree from BU. And during that time, you applied for a stride grant. And I'm going to spell it just in case I'm not saying it as clearly. STRIDE is S-T-R-I-D-E grant. And perhaps you can share who the grant agency is and a little bit about that grant. Yes, of course. So the STRIDE grant stands for the Standing for Research, Inclusion, Diversity, and Equity grant. And it's awarded annually by the American Occupational Therapy Foundation. And it's for OT graduates or clinicians to address the urgent need of broadening their representation in OT research. So this fund allows me to be partnered with a mentor from a different institution, and it begins from the 1st of September. So for this grant, I was partnered with Dr. Richard Carrasco from Tampa Bay University in Florida. And I know Rick very well, and you have an exemplary 
mentor that you'll be working with. So my congratulations. Thank you. Thank you, Karen. So can you tell us, you know, a little bit more about what inspired you to work in rural India and what you'll be doing with this grant? So I began my early career working in a hospital setting, and it was a tertiary hospital. It was fully equipped, and they had good resources. But I had this desire to work in a community-based setting with low resources, both so I could contribute my skills or what I was learning as an early graduate, and so that I could learn from the community and be among the people of the community because that's why I became an occupational therapist or therapy practitioner in the first place. And as soon as opportunity arose for me to go to rural India, I took it. So I started out volunteering at this organization. I offered a three month commitment and those three months turned into three years, which is where I applied for my doctorate at BU. And I've worked there in the community. And that place is, and the people there are who inspired my doctoral project. And my doctoral project is for caregivers of children with various disabilities. And the aim and vision of the project is to be able to increase their engagement, determination, self-confidence, and resilience, and help them be more involved in their children's therapies. That's a fabulous program with such an important outcome. Now, you worked on the CARE, is that right? Is that how you pronounce it, CARE program? Yes. So the CARE program stands for Caregiver Resilience Education, and it's a group-based education program for caregivers of children with disabilities. And this is what you devoted your, your time in your doctoral project. And a question that I'm interested in is, can this program be applied to other populations as well as the one that you're focused on in rural India? Yes. So the care program was originally developed for the pediatric population in rural India. And that is the work that I hope to continue through the STRIDE grant. I hope to be able to pilot this program in India first and test its effectiveness over the period of the grant. And through that, be able to learn how to adapt it to serve other populations, specifically populations in the United States, because that's where I'm going to be living and working from now on. I would like to be able to apply it both in pediatric, but also in geriatric populations, because that's where I see the need for caregiver engagement. Yeah, let's talk about that. You did you know, a deep dive into the evidence literature, which helped you with seeing that there was a need, besides actually being in India and seeing that and volunteering. But what, what are you seeing as issues for caregivers? In general, and I don't know if you can generalize, but what seems to be the issue or issues? Well, based on my my research throughout the doctoral program, there are a number of factors that caregivers have reported to be barriers to their involvement. And all of those barriers can be categorized into three main categories. So they could face personal factors like lack of familial support, or cultural and societal stigma. They may have low self-efficacy or low confidence. 
and also a general lack of knowledge and awareness of their right to be involved or engaged in their children's therapies. The next category would be environment and contextual factors. So this could be a lack of frequent transportation, a lack of accessible transportation that's uh, wheelchair accessible. And in the case of India or remote areas, it could be the terrain or weather that can be a barrier for their involvement. And finally, there's evidence that it's not just the caregivers, but also the therapists and healthcare system that creates some of these barriers. There could be a lack of communication and a lack of collaboration, limited cultural sensitivity, and just the lack of policy that exists, especially in the case of remote areas or a lack of human resources. You know, these are all such interesting factors to address. Are there you know, when you were doing your evidence-based research, were you finding any caregiver programs that you felt were exemplary to help you with designing your own care program? So while I was doing the research, I found that there were not enough education programs that specifically fit the need that I was looking for. There was only one group-based occupational therapy-based program from India, which used occupational performance coaching as the primary approach. So that was found to be effective. And that was primarily, the structure of that program was what I primarily based my care program on. But otherwise, internationally, I was not able to find as many group-based caregiver education programs that were effective. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually not surprised that there was sort of a void in the evidence literature. So hopefully with your program, you will have outcomes that you'll feel that you can submit for publication. Currently, your doctoral paper is at the Mugar Library and indexed there. Perhaps if anyone's listening who's very interested in learning more now about your care program, can you share the title of your doctoral paper so they could perhaps do a search and, and get access to your paper to read more thoroughly? Yes, of course. So my uh, the paper is titled The Caregiver Resilience Education Program with Care in Print. Great, great. Thank you. So you mentioned that, you know, you're living in the U.S. and intend to keep living in the U.S., you know, I'm I'm going to guess California for a while. And you mentioned a little bit about adapting your care program from India to a Western context. Have you thought about what you might do? I think one of the initial steps for that would be to get into a practice, a clinical setting as a practitioner and understand the needs for the Western context or itself because I understand that here in California or even across the United States there's a vast diversity of and representation of people who may have different cultural needs and require a certain level of cultural sensitivity. So my first step would definitely be to understand those specific needs before adapting the program itself. There's a chance the program may not need to be adapted and it may be helpful in its current state, or there may be a need to adapt it to suit the cultural and location needs. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. And it sounds like it's just going to take time to investigate, to make a decision how, if at all, 
you need to make some changes. And getting into an environment where you can pilot this sounds like one of your goals. Well, today you also had exciting news as well. Can you share what happened? Yes. Today in the morning, I received a mail from the American Occupational Therapy Association saying that my paper has been selected to be presented as a poster at next year's Inspire in Florida. That is so exciting. And congratulations. And we'll look forward, the faculty and classmates, graduates of the post-professional program to see you there because I got emails from a few more graduates and faculty that their proposals were accepted as well. Yes, that would be wonderful. Thank you. I look forward to seeing everybody. So for my last question, and you know, you just recently graduated from our Boston University post-professional OTD program. Perhaps you could give advice for just aspiring healthcare professionals in general. I think one of the most shaping, I haven't worked for a very long time as an occupational therapy practitioner. It's only been five years, but one of the most shaping experiences that I would say was my work in rural India, because it was a community that greatly required my services as an occupational therapy practitioner. And the ways that I could learn for the, from the community helped expand my horizons, helped expand the way I approach problem solving as a practitioner, helped me grow as a person and a professional. In fact, it was this experience that inspired me to do the interprofessional leadership certificate at Boston University as well, because I was thrust into a role of leadership um, in this community. And so I would greatly advise any aspiring healthcare professional to seek some kind of exposure, whether it's volunteering or it's work in an area that lacks resources or in a place of need, because that will fully expand your horizons and your scope and teach you things that you could not learn from a textbook. I love what you're sharing. And I think as we become more cultural, develop more cultural humility and sensitivity, that's an excellent way of developing that knowledge and skill as well. Grace, I want to thank you for being a guest today on Health Matters. Again, I want to congratulate you on graduating from Boston University, on getting your STRIDE grant, for your poster being accepted at the American Occupational Therapy Association. And I hope that you'll take the rest of the day to celebrate all of these wonderful accomplishments. And I look forward to continuing to see how your career unfolds. And I'm sure people who are listening would be interested in, in contacting you to learn more. Is there an email you can share where people could reach out to you for more information? Yes, of course. Uh, and thank you so much, Karen. And an email would be gmupidi at bu.edu, which is g-m-u-p-p-i-d-i at bu.edu. Thanks, Grace. Thank you so much for being on Health Matters today. And everyone, thank you for listening.